May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God, our Father, through his Son, his only Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. I have three brothers, one older, two younger. And during our Nebraska years in the mid-1960s, we frequently said, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. It might have been a favorite baseball card lost in the dust under one of the two sets of bunk beds. It may have been a valuable ball of marbles for our powerful wrist rocket. It might have been the last few misplaced black cat firecrackers from the 4th of July. Finders keepers, losers weepers was usually just a taunt and the valuable item was returned to its rightful owner. That was childish behavior, and we grew out of it, mostly. Today, it's not about baseball cards or marbles or firecrackers. Today, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about the gospel. It's about Jesus Christ. May the Holy Spirit give us expectant hearts and also attentive ears and minds to discover the good news from Matthew 10, today's appointed gospel, so that we rejoice in this truth. In losing, we find it all. People God dearly loves. This is a challenging text. It's challenging to read. It's challenging to listen to. It's challenging to preach about. Yet it is God's word. It is our Lord's own word. Jesus is instructing the 12 disciples when he speaks these words. He's making them his sent out ones, his apostles. And these are still his words to his church. Do not think, Jesus begins in verse 34, that I have come to bring peace to the earth. But he has, hasn't he? He is the Prince of Peace, as Isaiah called him centuries before he was born. His birth was announced by an angel as the one who brings peace on earth. And just 20 verses before in this same chapter, Jesus tells the disciples, if you visit a house and they are worthy of receiving you, which means they are receiving me, Jesus says, then let your peace come upon it. Some of you over time have received a text from me or we've had a phone conversation or face-to-face talk, and you've heard me remind you of Jesus' words from John chapter 10. Peace I give you, my peace I leave you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So which is it? Does Jesus bring peace or does he not? Listen to the rest of verse 34. But listen to it this way, for here is what Jesus means then and now. I come not only to bring peace, but even more, I come to bring a sword. Peace, yes, but also a sword. And the sharp language of the sword leads to the division that will happen in families because the gospel is heard and believed and confessed and lived. This will set a son against his father, a mother against her daughter, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Members of your own family 
will be your enemies. Your father or mother, your brother or your sister, your son or your daughter may say to you, choose my ways, choose our ways, not the way of Jesus, not the way of grace, not the way of forgiveness, not the way of the cross. And verse 37 tells us why. There is no middle ground when it comes to Jesus. Love for Jesus is more important than your love for your parent. Love for Jesus is more important than your love for your child. That doesn't mean loving your father or mother still living or not alive isn't important. It is. And that doesn't mean if God has granted you children, that loving your son or your daughter isn't important. It is. And I'm going to add this. As I read and reread this text this past week, it struck me that Jesus doesn't speak about husbands and wives. Perhaps it's because none of the disciples are married. Yes, we do read that in Capernaum, Jesus and the disciples go to the home Simon Peter's home where his mother-in-law is ill. I'm just wondering, perhaps Peter's, Peter's own marriage has ended by death. I don't mean to speculate, but I don't think it's speculation to say this. The principle of loving a spouse more than your son or your daughter or your parents is just the same. Christ Jesus calls us to faith. The call is complete and the call is absolute. Even the most precious of human relationships belong in second place, way back in second place, to taking the cross and following Jesus. Because our Lord says, whoever finds his life will lose it, And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Those words ring as true today as they did 2,000 years ago. The disciples knew how it was, and so do we. We want to find our lives. We want to hold on to what we think are treasures. We want what makes us happy. We want what gives us status. And we cling to it with distorted hope. Then we even say, we brazenly boast, I have found it, I have found my life, I have found what gives me purpose. But that bubble bursts. It always bursts. Yet we don't want to give up. We start searching again. That's how deluded and desperate we are. Then we tell ourselves, this will be the right answer. But every answer is a lie. We tell ourselves, this possession will be the right treasure. But every treasure is a fraud. We think we've found our life, but we have lost the only real life. Whoever loses his life for my sake, Jesus states, no he really promises, he will find it. We were the lost ones. We were in the darkness of sin and shame and guilt 
and condemnation. There was no light, not even a glimmer. We could not, we would not, we did not find our way into the kingdom of God. Jesus had to seek us. The good news had to find us. And the Holy Spirit had to work new life into our dead hearts. We lose our lives by confessing our sins. We lose our lives in letting go of our false gods. We lose our lives in trusting Christ, not ourselves. We lose our lives in clinging to the Savior who took up his cross for us. Jesus chose the cross. He chose rejection. He chose humiliation. He chose crucifixion. He chose death. He chose the blackness of the tomb. He chose all of this for you and for me. Our Lord chose the cross, rejection, humiliation, suffering, mockery, pain, gasping for breath. He chose all of this for you and for me and for all the lost and dying world. I told you as I began that I have said too many times, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. But let's turn it around. We are losers of all that we held on to, and we are now keepers possessed by faith, keepers of the undeserved and unearned gifts of God's mercy and grace. We are finders also, finders who weep with true joy at the new identity we have. Through the Father we are loved, and by the family we are welcomed into, by baptism, into Christ's body, into his church. For we discover with delight that true joy and lasting treasure and real life are in Christ, in Christ alone. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.